Hey folks, welcome back to the DC3 cast. My name is Brian. With me, as always, are Vince and Zach. And we are here to talk about uh, one comic that is coming out on November. Uh, what's the date? 22nd. 20... No way to tell. There's no, no way to tell. Uh, it's truly an unknown for everyone in the world. Um, <coughs> and Gesundheit. Sorry, I tried That's to right. mute that. I didn't make it. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, uh, that book is Dark Crisis, The Dark Army, number one, written by Mark Wade, Delilah S. Dawson, and Dennis Culver, illustrated by Freddie Williams III and Jack uh, Herbert. Uh, Vincy, why don't you start us off with this one? Um, Boy, oh boy. I, well, I'll start with the positives. I, you know me, I'm not a big Freddie Williams guy. I, I actually liked the Freddie Williams art in this. Cause he's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised. I was like, I was looking at it and I'm like, who is this? And then, Oh, Oh, I don't know. I don't normally care for this, but here I really did. I don't, I don't know what it is. I, I don't think there, there are some, one thing I have a problem with, with Freddie Williams art is that I find the figures to be lumpy um, sometimes and in a way that's not, you know, not like Frank quietly, uh, pleasingly lumpy <laughs> figures, you know, more like uncanny and, and bizarre. And I don't think there's a lot of that here. I think, um, you know, the, the proportions are good. Um, I think if there is like a minor amount of, of lumpiness or exaggerated musculature, it's to the benefit of whatever page or panel you're talking about. Um, I, I I really liked it. Maybe it was also because the art in the back half of this <laughs> issue was not nearly not, not so good. <laughs> um, yeah, apologies. Jack to... Herbert was not was not nice to Damian Wayne. <laughs> not not <laughs> very nice to Mister Damian. He doesn't um, look like Mister Damian. He looks about seventy five years old as uh, Robin here. Oh boy, he does. He looks like he looks like Tim. He looks like Tim. Um, Did uh, you call the book Tim? Oh <laughs> <coughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, and you know I've seen Herbert do good work before too. I I don't know what happened here other than a rush job or something. I, I, I mean, don't. This whole issue has the stink of a rush job all over it. Like the fact that there's three writers who are writing not like a lot of times in these books, you'll see three writers on there because there's three stories or there's like a very clear, you know, swamp thing in Batman walk into a room and then Superman and the flash leave. And then another writer picks up that story. Right. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah. there's no, there's none of that in here. This is one story that three writers just arbitrarily picked pages to write for this. It seems like I'm sure, I know that's not really what happened, but it just, it seems like Wade was brought in to clean up the mess that Dawson and Culver made here. And maybe one of them started the mess and two were brought. I don't know. It's just a very, it's a very weird book. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It really is. Um, that said, there are things in the plot that I liked about it. I think I liked the um, focus on Dr. Light, specifically mm -hmm. the one from the new one from crisis. I cannot remember her um human name um <laughs> i don't know that, i don't know why that sounds funny to me but it, it, it is funny to me well, well yes. or, or given name or whatever yeah, you know yeah. 
Um, we know who you mean. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the page, the page where like, well, there's a couple pages where like Doctor Multiverse sees the various variants of of these characters. Some of them are really fun. I think. Um, there's one where you get the classic like all these panels radiating uh out from dr light and it shows various versions of various potential variants of dr light and that's fun but even better is the one where you see later i think it's like four or five pages later there's like an outline of each character and then within that outline are different variants like like drawn inside the outline it's a very it's a very neat artistic trick i think um that looks great. And if you, if you pour over that page and look carefully, there's some really fun stuff in there. Um, but uh, yeah, so, so I liked that. Um, but having justice league incarnate come and they're like possessed by the dark army or whatever. Yeah. It's kind of just a stupid, uh, there's no real point to having that happen. Um, I guess I'm glad that we they're had... back, but we had seen that we did see that event take place though, right? Did we? I, I don't even I thought we saw them get possessed at some point. Yeah, I think we did. Maybe, but th- that that takes up a, a substantial part of this issue, and it's just I don't know. It just it's not as fun as it could be, and it's just kind of a it's kind of a throwaway. Uh, thing to me it doesn't it doesn't it's just another group being possessed by the dark army it doesn't tell you anything new about the event or any there's no ramifications to it really um so that that's a little disappointing um and what else i i guess the the new uh the new red arrow character red canary red canary red canary, red canary thank you sorry um take takes a little more center stage here and that's that's fun i think you know potentially that's a good character um but yeah not another tie-in that i think is just too long for its own good well yeah so i i had an interesting thought about the justice league incarnate part which is to me it seemed like we were supposed to cheer at that point and everybody was like there's no cheering <laughs> like it, just, it, it felt like it was built up to we were supposed to be like oh thank god they're back but these books have been so just sort of weirdly paced and not really like you know even if we've seen them in dark crisis which i think we have maybe maybe i'm really not sure it just was like it was no so, way to know I, right exactly <laughs> it just felt like it was so long ago it, it it was too long ago to be sure as to why they were gone, but it's not long enough that it's like nostalgia and we're happy to see them back yet. It's that like terrible middle place where everything just seems muddied. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff in this issue that seemingly is important to the Dark Crisis story. And therefore, we should be getting in the dark crisis story. Well, don't. <laughs> so so that that I will always ne- this this event is following the same like tie-in structure that Death Metal had. And I I 
I like death metal in so much as I think you could read just the tie-ins and get pretty much the same story that you get from the main book, only better. And but that's not how it should be. <laughs> it's not how it should be, but I kind of liked it. And I've actually been meaning to like go back and reread just the tie-ins to death metal um, and see how that goes. But <laughs> I feel like this event is kind of taking a similar tie-in structure, but you, you definitely can't do that with these tie-ins that we've had so far. And um, this one in particular, I think is just like, I feel like some of the other ones have felt ancillary, but this one even more so feels just like pretty unnecessary. This this whole story could have been like three panels or not three, like three pages, three to four pages in Dark Crisis proper, I think. That doesn't sound wrong to me. I mean, it's um, I, I think that the, I mean, like the, the Just Like Incarnate stuff, because that stuff's been around for so long, it sounds like it feels like that stuff that return should have been more important. And I guess Damien's doing some important stuff here, theoretically. But like you said, it just feels like this could have been a couple of pages in another in a Dark Crisis proper issue. Uh, but Zach, what do you think about the issue besides that? I didn't like it very much. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the art was like pretty bad all throughout i i thought the freddie williams art was like good but it's not necessarily like to my taste per se um it it was bloated you don't really learn anything about red canary which i feel like is the like major selling point for this issue um i guess the, seeing sideways is nice um <laughs> it's always nice getting like an offhand reference to the fuganauts even though they weren't mentioned by name. Um, those who know, know. <laughs> Careful Gosh, now. We, we're going to get yelled at. <laughs> uh, I hope so. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just didn't think very highly of this this issue at all. Man, I, I, I wish I could argue with you. I wish I could say, no, all this stuff that happened was really interesting and fun. Some of it was was interesting-ish, but it just and you know we're gonna talk on our Patreon show very shortly about sort of some of the events in the New Fifty Two, and maybe I'm just realizing how much I dislike comic events, but I feel like this just is it continues to have nothing really happen in it, and I know that Zach, you would argue more happens in the tie-ins than in the main story. But I would say even in the tie-ins here, just there's not a ton happening. No, yeah, I agree. I agree with you. And uh, you know, I just I just want something to happen. That's all I want out of, the, out of these events. Um, so he, here's my question for you guys. I know we're excited about this Big Bang issue that Mark Wade is doing because it's a multiversal thing and it's Wade. Do we think that that is going to be? I think there's only two options for that book. That book is either going to be easily the most packed full of new stuff uh, time we've had, or it's going to be absolutely nothing. And just like panel after panel of of stuff that uh, uh, just images that we want to see 
but there's no story there at all. I am kind of, I'm hoping that that book is something because Wade is writing the whole thing. Um, and I'm hoping that it's almost even less like a dark crisis tie in as much as it is like a tease of what's to come. I I'm kind of getting that impression from it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, who knows? It could be bad. <laughs> Vince, what do you think? I, I think it's, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be fun. I don't know that it's going to, um, I don't know that it's going to surprise us too much. I think, I think it's just going to be a tour of the multiverse. It's going to be like what convergence promised, you know? Sure. Basically. Lots of telos. Cause I think, <laughs> cause I think you are going to get some, like you're going to get maybe like uh the animated series world teased in there. I, I I wouldn't be surprised. You know, you're gonna you're gonna see a lot more than the 52 Earths that we have come to know. And I think I think that's gonna be fun. And I think Wade is gonna be very smart about how he does that. But I don't know that it's gonna like it's not going to have the same impact Crisis had where everything is gonna be relaunched with uh you know, new a bevy of new number ones and all that kind of thing. I think on that level, it's going to disappoint. But well, I don't know if it needs to necessarily do that to be, you know, to not be disappointing. I just feel like we have we have grown accustomed to. I mean, we talk about it all the time how like you know we we are all at most of the time more excited about the potential of what's to come than we are about what's actually here in front of us. And I feel like this book has has the has the potential to be like the ultimate version of that, where we get to just, you know, jizz all over the concepts that may or may not actually live up to their to their hype as it goes forward. But that is different than it being a good Dark Crisis tie in that also does that. And I just think the more I go along, the more I have no faith in it being a good Dark Crisis tie-in because I don't, I just don't know how that would tie into Dark Crisis at this point. Like at, at this at this stage in the game, I don't know how that would tie in necessarily. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Any other thoughts on this book before we uh, before we wrap up? No, sorry for a bummer of a comics week. There just wasn't very much interesting to talk about. And we have kind of made a point to try to talk about all of the crisis, dark crisis tie-ins. And this was the most fitting thing. But yeah, this is kind of a a bummer of a week in more, way the, more ways than one. Yeah. Yep. What Zach said. All right, we'll take a break, and we're gonna come back with something a little bit, uh, a little bit different, but you know, I think important and special. So stay tuned. Hello, denizens of Earth twelve eighteen. We are the hosts of Make Mine Multiversity, a twice monthly podcast. I'm Jaina, and I'm Elias. Make Mine Multiversity is your handy guide to all things Marvel. Each month, we get into it with long looks at the careers of Marvel creators, characters, themes, whatever. Sometimes that means we dig into all things X-Men, sometimes we do a book club for Marvel series past and present, and sometimes that means figuring out which series is our heavyweight champion. 
coming down by good old Skylaser to your podcatcher of choice every first and third Friday. Excelsior. Excelsior indeed. We're back. Um, last week, the comics world, not just the comics world, the world in general, lost a really, really great person in Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman for uh, most of my comics reading life. He has been the, the sort of most identifiable voice of Batman, voicing Batman on seemingly countless animated projects at DC. And his illness was uh, reportedly brief. And, you know, Conroy is somebody who I think even the most jaded DC fans could agree that Kevin Conroy is sort of like sort of the goat, you know, they're just the, the, the absolute best at what he did. And, you know, we just want to take a few minutes to sort of share some, some memories, some praise of him. And, and Zach, you're the one who very wisely suggested this. Why don't you start us off? With I, us? I am so wise. No, um, no, I just, I thought that we should talk about it because, you know, Vince, Vince had kind of said, in our chat you know just alluded to how kind of kind of crucial and and defining kevin conroy's role as batman is for him and and i would say like definitely for me as well you know batman the animated series was my introduction to batman um it's what caused me to you know fall in love with the character as as a kid and um it, it kind of can't be like understated how it, how influential that incarnation of the character was um and and that conroy did that with just his voice essentially you know whereas like so many other batman adaptations are live action and have a have a you know a a, a body and a, and a a physical actor you know doing that portrayal but conroy I think is arguably like the definitive Batman and, and he did that just with his voice. And obviously he had the, the benefit and the, the, the collaboration with all of the animators who, who worked on that show that helped deliver that too. But like uh, still, I, I don't think, you know, his role in that can be overstated. Vince. Yeah, man. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Well said. Um, definitely the definitive batman and bruce wayne for me it's yeah good good call because i that is something that i did think about today is like his bat his bruce wayne is almost even more memorable to me than his batman yeah yeah Yeah. and and everybody always tells the story about i mean a lot of what we're gonna say has probably been been said over and over again by more eloquent people or whatever but you know there's the thing about how the voice changes when it's bruce versus when it's batman you know and (laughs) But the great thing about that is that that's there in that very first episode, you know, at the um, on leather wings, mm-hmm. uh, the the man bad episode. There, he like he sits down at the desk and like the phone rings and he's supposed to be Bruce at that time and his his voice gets all like light and 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 airy and kind of goofy, you know, and it's just so, it's funny, you know, and it works. It's it's really great. And the fact that from from what I could tell, from what I could tell from like reading about it, the directors, Tim and Dini or whoever, um, had that idea that that Batman and Bruce Wayne should be distinct voices 
I think they said, you know, we want them to be different, but we want it to be subtle. We don't want it to be obvious, you know, and but I can't imagine another voice actor delivering exactly that as well as uh, Kevin Conroy did, you know, like I he clearly just nailed it right out of the gate. Um, and I, this is another cliche that people say a lot. I've, I've seen it a lot uh, this past week online and, and I said it too, but it's true. When I read Bruce in the comics, I hear Kevin Conroy's voice in my head. Um, and it's just like natural, like it's just, they wouldn't, it couldn't be any other way, you know? And, uh, uh, it's the thing that keeps me reading Batman comics or thinking that he's cool still, even though I've read a million of them and, and the returns are extremely diminishing at this point, you know, like you'll probably never put another Bruce Wayne Batman comic in my hands that truly surprises me you know but he's still cool because it's still like it's still kevin conroy in the shadows talking like batman you know in in my head and um that that shows you the power you know that transcends just watching it on tv it's it's pervaded the way that i see the character you know um and and I'll let Brian talk a little bit before I mention some of the other. I want to talk about some of the other projects other than just the animated series that that he lent his voice to, but particularly as Batman or variations thereof. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a few shout outs that 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 I want to mention. But Brian, I you know, I, I'd like to hear your thoughts about it. Yeah. So, you know, um, as is pointed out, almost every day in lads chat i am the oldest of the three of us and so i already sort of had my internal bruce wayne batman voice uh in my head by the time i by the time the animated series started what year did the animated series start by the way 94 92 i was already 10 years old at that point so i was i was i had been reading comics for about five years at that point and um you know, I I I did not have the most like nuanced understanding of of uh, who Batman was in my like head canon, but I certainly did have uh, um, you know, it was really refreshing for me to hear a Batman that seemed to be more in line with the Batman that I was reading. Like for instance, I had been watching reruns of the adam west batman show my whole life and so when i was early when i would start reading batman comics you know uh in you know the, the late 80s i would sort of initially read them in adam west's voice and adam west also did the voice for some of the super friends cartoons not all of them but uh, so there was sort of the, the super friends voice there was the adam west voice those were like as a little kid i just brought those to the comics but as you read more, you realize those voices don't really represent the Batman of DC Comics, especially not the Batman of like the late 80s DC Comics, right? Early 90s. And so when I heard Kevin Conroy's performance as Batman, it felt more like the Batman that I was used to reading, you know, week in, week out in the comics. Even more so than Michael Keaton, who I had by this point 
had already been aware of because you know at this point he had been Batman I think twice by the time that came out. Maybe Batman Returns came out slightly after the animated series started, but you know right around the same time. And so it just sort of it was that clicking of like oh this perfectly fits sort of what I see in my what I hear in my head as I'm reading these Batman comics. And so it wasn't the first voice for Batman for me, but I think it I think it more or less remains the definitive voice on the show along with I think uh Mark Hamill's Joker uh, you know, until Heath Ledger came around everybody that I know if you asked them who was the best Joker of all time they would say Mark Hamill because Mark Hamill's Joker is just perfect and then obviously Heath Ledger came into play and uh you know and then who can forget Jared Leto I mean, but I but I think that there's I think that the combination of Conroy and Hamill in particular is like the all time greatest Batman and Robin, Batman and Joker rather that we'll ever see on on anything. I can't imagine anybody having a better chemistry as Batman and the Joker and being able to do that across so many different episodes and films, you know, just just just. It's just it's an amazing partnership. And I, I saw Mark Hamill tweet some very sweet things about, about Conroy after his passing. And it's just a shame that those two won't get to do that again because they were they were truly the best at that. That I you know, the best I could imagine in that role. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. Vince, you mentioned some of those other roles. I assume you're probably thinking about like uh, Arkham Asylum, the, yeah, the, the Arkham games, the video games. Yeah, it's so funny because I think I could be misremembering, but I, I'm pretty sure I'm not. There have been a couple times where um, both both Conroy and Hamill said, uh, "Okay, this is my last time doing this character." <laughs> yes, yes. And then they would drag him back because, of course, like. Well, you can't do Dark Knight Returns without, you know, or you can't do. Yeah, I had, I meant I should pull up like a the the list of roles for for Conroy to yeah. see just what all there were. Well, and I don't know, did he even do uh, uh, Dark Knight Returns? I'm just, I'm just uh, spitballing that because let's see. I was, I was just saying something off the top. Uh, of my I, head, I do but... not believe he did. No, no, but but there have been projects where it's like, okay, this is. This is one last, you know what I mean? And then and then they do or maybe I'm thinking of no, the killing. He, oh, he did the killing joke. The yeah. killing here's, joke. Here's yeah. the list yeah. if you want. Um so uh, he did all of the films that were associated with the animated series, no, most notably Mask of the Phantasm, which like just league of its own. Um he did Gotham Knight, which was that like uh uh Batman Begins anime tie-in thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Superman, Batman Public Enemies, Superman, Batman Apocalypse, Justice League Doom, uh, The Flashpoint Paradox. Um, Assault on Arkham. Assault on Arkham, Batman versus Robin. He played Thomas Wayne. Yeah. He, uh, he's played Thomas Wayne. He's played uh, He's played Thomas Elliot as well. Oh, he did? In, in, in the Arkham Knight video games. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then he was he did Killing Joke, Batman and Harley and Justice League Fatal 5. Uh the one thing you you forgot to mention because it doesn't it's not quite an animated series thing, but it is is he was in Batman Beyond Return of the Joker obviously. But 
The Batman I, Beyond I, stuff. I counted that. Okay, in the, okay. I was, yeah. I was in my mind. I counted it. In, okay, in that. Yeah. okay, yeah. Um, that's, yeah, and then a little bit different. Also, in in Batman: The Brave and the Bold, which was Diedrich Bader as mm-hmm. uh, as Batman, of course, he did play Bat- the Batman of Zurinar. Yes, which oh, is that's just, fantastic. Yeah, fucking incredible. Like, dude. Yeah. So anyway, like what I was saying is, Not you know, that, I'm sorry. Let me do one other thing here, Vincey. Sure. In that show, The Batman, which was a uh, a short-lived show. Yes, the one, the follow-up. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, he did the voice of John Grace and Dick's dad, mm. which is very cool, also. And yes. uh, something you may not know here, Vince, he was in both uh, Jay and Silent Bob super groovy cartoon movie <laughs> and Yoga that. Hosers. <laughs> I did know that. He plays the Canadian Batman in, uh, in Yoga Hosers. In, in Yoga Hosers. And I forget what, who he is in the super groovy cartoon movie. He's the but, mayor uh, of Red Bank, New Jersey. Oh, okay. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this, <clears throat> this is something I didn't know about uh, in an episode of the Batwoman TV show during the crisis tie-in he played bruce wayne of earth 99 <laughs> yeah, nice nice why 99 what, what's the know. sometimes they know. sometimes there's like a, a year or something connection yeah there, but... uh that was the year that justice league came out wasn't it like the justice league uh animated series? animated series no mm, i think that was 2001 okay yeah it's the year batman beyond started i think oh, okay but that yeah why would that be well, I, I wonder know. if that was maybe like the if he was old man Bruce or something. Yeah, sure, maybe, sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, Batman Beyond, Brian. You you know mentioned that as like its own separate thing, which it was, and could that we could talk about that as well, man. I I just love he he's so good in that as well as like an old man Bruce, a, a different very kind. different Bruce. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh man. He, he he was great, and then just yeah, coming back and doing the Justice League and uh, Justice League Unlimited and Justice League Action, um, which I forgot was a thing. Yeah, yeah, um, it was it was it was fun, short lived yeah. and fun. Um, but then and then to come back and like you know later in his life to to you know to come out. Um, as as a gay man and to to kind of like tell his story in that and kind of be that uh you know you know just to to be in that space at, at, you know as someone who already had like just such a fantastic um like presence and reputation in the industry and to kind of champion that uh, and you know doing that uh that pride story which oh was my this goodness. year right that was this year finding batman that was this yeah. year yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i suspect which... that's going to be winning some stuff yeah uh, yes I, I i could only imagine that it would um i mean it, it was beautiful illustrated by jay bone mm-hmm. and, and just you know it, it was a beautiful story even if conrad lived to 150 Mm-hmm. Um, but the poignancy of that being published the year of his death is is, is pretty pretty overwhelming. Yeah, and you know, I again, like, I, it, it is nice that every story. If Conroy had came out in the nineties, there would have been such an uproar about Batman being gay 
it is it is so nice that we live in a world that would say who gives a shit now like I, I know there are still chuds who will get mad about everything online but it feels like conroy was was never dragged for that thank goodness he should never have had to be um but he just handled everything in his life with such grace and such um such you know just just real in, you know there, there was a real intensity to conroy you watch him interviewed you 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 hear him talk and there's an intensity to him even when he was not acting he was just you know a relatively intense dude but intense and full of joy and it's just so lovely to have had such a a, a great ambassador for batman for all this time mm-hmm. and uh you know will truly truly be missed yeah yeah Absolutely. Yeah. Any other uh any other uh thoughts on Kevin Conroy? Um yeah, also he was Captain Sunshine on Venture Brothers and <laughs> <laughs> that should not go unstated. Yeah, I'm tempted to do a full uh DCU DCAU watch through. For some sort of podcast? No, just for myself. <laughs> oh, oh, damn. I mean, unless... Unless. Uh, unless. Uh, the, the the issue with that is just there's so much there. Yeah, It's a huge project to undertake. It would be very, very big, yeah. Yeah. Especially because we'd have to watch Jane Silent Bob's super groovy cartoon movie. Of course, which I still have never seen. Neither. <laughs> uh, one of these nights, Vincey. When the yeah. wives are away, the boys will play. I'm gonna need the biggest gummy in the world. Oh well, we'll get it to you. We'll get it to you. Don't worry. Uh, speaking of needing gummies to get through comics, what comes out next week? Oh boy, next week being eleven twenty nine. Correct. Yes. <laughs> Batgirl's annual number one. Blue Beetle graduation day number one. DC's Grifter got run over by a reindeer number one. I can't. <laughs> that title is infinitely better than that. That comic is going to be one hundred percent. Yes. Um, Detective Comics Annual Number One, Justice Society of America Number One, Nightwing Ooh. Annual Number One, Nubia and the Justice League Special Number One, Superman Kal-El Returns Special Number One, and the Wildstorm 30th Anniversary Special. Enjoy truly, truly a wild week of comics. Uh, I'm gonna have fun with some of these. Uh, until then, you can find two thirds of us on Twitter. For now, I am at Brian Inzanap, and I am at the Woke of Z. If you need to find Vince, he is uh, trying to find a stream of James and Bob's super groovy cartoon movie <laughs> so that uh, we could have a fun night of uh, gummies and comics. I mean, animation, no comics. I'm sure there's comics in that movie, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. We just need to get to, to, smoo- to snooch to the booch. You know? <laughs> That's all. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week and we'll talk to you then. I was on vacation with my family and we saw a double feature of uh master of disguise and crocodile hunter collision course <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes that's right oh fuck that's good